you're welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast, a podcast that brings you life-giving teachings and sermons from our church leadership. We hope that as you listen, you will be blessed and edified in your walk with Jesus Christ. And now, stay tuned as we bring you the teaching for today. Hello, everyone. I'm Clara Dogbo, and I lead Mountain Springs Church alongside my husband, Fidelis Dogbo. Welcome to our podcast, and I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Today, I just want to share a little bit to encourage someone who isn't particularly fond of this season um, while people enjoy themselves and have fanfare. Christmas uh, brings sad memories to you or just mixed feelings. I believe that God wants to speak to you where you are at today and just encourage you with his word. So we're going to be reading um, a lot this morning and just looking through uh, the Bible. And I pray that the word of God will come and comfort you and lift you up where you are at because his word is powerful. So we're going to be reading about the birth of John the Baptist and the birth of Jesus and about this amazing young girl called Mary. Now let's just dive in to uh, Luke 1. So uh, I'm going to start here at verse 5. It says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Wow. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. Let's take note of his response. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
to say a few things that struck me as I read this verse of scripture, um, or these verses rather, is the fact that one, God appears to Zechariah, he sends his angels to Zechariah, and he tells him that your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. Many times when we read the scripture, we forget the fact that Zechariah had been praying. There was a reference to the fact that he had prayed and desired this. And God actually came and blessed Zechariah and Elizabeth with John, who was a gift to his generation. However, the time for the promise to be fulfilled came. And the Bible says that when angel Gabriel told him about this, he says, how can I be sure of this? This was Zechariah's response. I'm an old man and my well, wife is well along in years. And Gabriel, in that question, Gabriel sensed Zechariah's unbelief because he says, he says in verse 19, says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. I know a lot of us can relate with Zechariah and his unbelief because if we received the same message and we were well along in years, I think most of us, myself included, will have a similar response as Zechariah did. Like, how am I sure this will happen? I'm an old man and my wife isn't young either. And Gabriel says, hey, I heard this from God and you will be silent until this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at the appointed time. Very interesting. And then the Bible says, I'm just going to read verse 24. It says, after this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. And this was what Elizabeth said in verse 25. The Lord has done this for me. She said, in these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. So God said it. And he brought the word he spoke to pass, despite Zechariah's unbelief. Isn't God kind? He is. Now let's uh, read some more. Uh, now, this is the birth of Jesus. And I'm reading from verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now notice that the Bible is very clear about the fact that this was a virgin, right? And she was a young girl. Uh, most uh, commentaries put her at around 13 or 14 years old. So she, she was young. And in their day, it was typical for young girls to get married at that age. Um, and she was already betrothed to... Um, Joseph. And the angel tells her, now I'm picking this up from verse 26, 
8, it says, Greetings, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Wow, 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 right? What a greeting. What a message to a young girl who's never known a man. She's never had sexual relations and she's clever. She asked the obvious question just the same way Zechariah asked the obvious question. How is this going to happen? But notice, Zechariah says, how am I sure this is going to happen? I'm old. My wife is old. While Mary said, how will this be since I'm a virgin? However, we can tell from Gabriel's response to both of them that one's question was laced with curiosity and the other one was unbelief. And that is just such an interesting observation because God sees our hearts and he knows where we are at. Sometimes we can be saying one thing with our lips and our hearts are is saying something else, right? But in Mary's case, her heart was receiving this promise and she acts out of curiosity, how will, will this be? And we see from Gabriel's response to her that he tells her how it will be. So there's nothing wrong with asking God questions. <laughs> he has answers for us. You know, says the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And it tells her, it goes on to tell her what God has done for Elizabeth. And I'm sure at this point her faith is soaring. And it says, for no word from God will ever fail. And there and then, Mary surrenders and says, I am the Lord's servant. May your words to me be fulfilled. What a beautiful, beautiful picture. Now, Zechariah was the priest and Mary was just a girl, right? Now, Eva wanted to, to determine who would be the most willing to receive a message that seemed preposterous because both of them couldn't physically accomplish any of this, I guess we will think that Zechariah will be more inclined to receiving the word. After all, he worked in priestly duties and he 
went in to serve God, right? And and Mary was just a young girl, you know. Yet she received the word of God wholeheartedly. Now, in that season, it was a season of darkness, and you know, Mary had no reference point for her day about how God spoke. You know, she heard God speak to her through an angel in a time where messages weren't being received in Israel because of that period of silence, you know, and she heard it. There was no one to compare notes with at that point in time when she was believing and receiving that word, yet she obeyed. Zechariah had, I mean, worked in the temple, so he was exposed to the scrolls and had read about God's visitation, yet that happened to him. And he, he was like, I, I mean, I'm just imagining how he would feel being in that situation where you're receiving a word from an angel in the name of the Lord and you have no reference for your day. It, it, it was wild, you know, and God sent this message to both of these people who had to respond to their message, to the message without having any reference. And I am emphasizing the point that they had no reference because God still speaks and he's speaking to us in our day. And I think we, we have, we are blessed and favored because even if it's wild and God tells you something, you can go online and you can find some people who say, Oh, you know, God spoke to me. God said, but that wasn't their day. It was a unique situation. And God was saying that he was going to defy the laws of nature with Zechariah and with Mary. And Mary readily said, may your word to me be fulfilled. That is, you are going to get pregnant without the role of a man at all by God's spirit. And she said, I receive it. I think that picture of surrender always, always amazes me because I know in my life that the things that God has told us are not nearly as preposterous as Mary's. And yet our, I would say my response is a lot similar to Zechariah's. <laughs> Most times like, how oh, can I be sure that this will happen? You know, rather than uh, ready, the ready surrender and and readily receiving the word that Mary did. So indeed she was one special girl, you know, and, and really favored. And um, I like us to keep reading on here because Mary's response to that did not stop at verse 38 when she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Look at what happens next in verse 39. It says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. She has heard this word and the angel encouraged her by telling her also that, hey, um, Elizabeth received a preposterous word too and she's six months pregnant. And so that, was, that must have been so encouraging for Mary and she hurries down to go meet Elizabeth. And verse 40 tells us that when she entered when she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting and the baby leaped in her womb 
and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Now, Mary had no chance, as in there's no record that she had told Elizabeth about what was happening, right? She enters in, and Elizabeth greets her, inspired by the Holy Spirit, confirming the words of angel Gabriel that she's blessed amongst women and that she will have a child. And she says, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Wow. It was like Elizabeth was the fly on the wall reading Mary's mail when she had that interaction with the angel. And remember, the angel Gabriel had told Zechariah earlier that John will be filled with the Holy Spirit before um, he, he was born, actually. And we see all of those truths, all of those words being fulfilled. And even Elizabeth, under the power of the Holy Spirit, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, just prophesying the same things that Mary had heard from the angel Gabriel again upon her and even talked about how Mary believed. Wow, what a show of the power of God. What a show of the power of God. You know, I want to encourage someone who is feeling jaded, you know, and nothing is probably working in your life right now. I can tell you that we are all here celebrating Christmas and having the fanfare because one, God is real. Two, every word he says, he does. And three, people said yes to the Lord when he spoke such a preposterous promise to them. My prayer for you as you listen to this podcast, as you listen to the reading of this verses of scripture that faith begins to arise in your heart that, hey, God did it. He did it for Zechariah and Elizabeth. He did it for Mary. He fulfilled his word and everything he said, he fulfilled. Everything he said, he fulfilled. So therefore, if God was like that, then has he changed? The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God hasn't changed. It's our response to God that gets in the way, right? We saw the responses of these people. My question to you is, how are you responding to God today? One is unbelief clouding your judgment and preventing you from receiving God's promises in your own life for you. Is it preventing you from receiving him? It doesn't matter where you are at. Wherever you are at today, if you feel like your life is a mess, you do not deserve God. After all, the Bible says that Elizabeth and Zechariah were righteous people and they obeyed God. And so you might read this and be thinking they earned God's favor. No, the Bible says beautifully, right, that the angel called Mary highly favored 
You know what's beautiful about that? It's because God calls us the same. In Ephesians 1 verse 6, when it says that we have been accepted and beloved, the word accepted there is carito. And it's the same word that was used for Mary, that she's highly favored. And we know that we are accepted and highly favored, not because we do great things, we are amazing people, but because of God's kindness to us that we have been saved in Jesus because of his sacrifice. So that same invitation is available to you today, whether you have been a Christian all your life and you're in a moment where you feel like you're walked away from God or you're just in a place where you're having a crisis of your faith or you've never known God before. You feel like all of these are just stories. But you know the funny thing about this and the interesting thing is that when you read through the word of God and you see how God fulfills his word over and over and over again, he makes a promise and he keeps it. It tells us of the integrity of God and the fact that he is real and not the figment of a few people's imagination, like atheists would want to, to say. Jesus is real and he's alive today. And he fulfilled his promise to two people here in the story. And the Bible says that Elizabeth had a baby, Mary got pregnant. Jesus was born, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. So if you have been feeling distanced from God for any reason, you're having a crisis of faith, you've been disappointed, you've even prayed to God like Zechariah and Elizabeth did for decades, and you're older now, and you're like, you know, God, I've never seen you answer these prayers. And, you know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes your hearts sick, and you know right now that you are in that place where you are disappointed, you know. I pray that this story will encourage you and help you realize that there is no prayer you pray that God does not hear. Even the silent whispers from your heart that it was just between you and God. He hears, he answers. And so the things that you have told him he never forgets. And the words he's spoken to you, you may have heard it when you were much younger and now you're older and you still haven't seen it happen. He hasn't forgotten. I pray that the miracle of Christmas would revitalize your faith in God today and encourage you to begin to believe again whatever God has spoken to you, that he is able to do it. For us and our family, we received such a, <laughs> a word uh, over uh, four years ago uh, when we were in the Middle East and we felt God's leading us to come to Canada to plant a life-giving church. And that church is on its way to being birthed in March and we're still very much in on the journey of birth and I can totally relate right now to Elizabeth and Mary's words because you receive a word from God and it's like how can this be 
How can this be since we are immigrants? How can this be since we didn't grow up in Canada? We don't know people in Canada. We came here without knowing people. You know, we just responded to God's word and he has been faithful in bringing our team together and just adding people to us, bringing the skill set we need. It has been a journey of believing God in impossible circumstances. We had so many reasons, so many, how can this be, you know, along this journey of church planting, but you know, God has shown up faithfully every single time and he will as we launch on March the 5th in 2023. So I'm saying all of this to encourage someone because God is speaking in our day. I am sure of it. He spoke to us and we obeyed him and I know he's speaking to you and you, even you listening who may not know the Lord, you may have been far from the Lord for years you never called yourself a christian but you you know without a shadow of a doubt that you have had some experiences that you have not even shared with other people where you feel like god has come to your world and spoken to you i'm telling you that today is the day of your response you know respond to god and remember that you are loved you are favored because of Jesus Christ, you have access to the living God and the words he has spoken to you will never fail. I know that we are tempted in our generation, you know, as with every generation to live based on our five senses, what we can see, smell, touch, feel, taste, right? And hear, but God's word is real. And is more real than what our senses can perceive. And the more we train ourselves to begin to believe when he says impossible things, you know, the more we will begin to see God work in and through us. So I just want to encourage someone. And when I was reading the word about Mary saying, uh, Mary, the angels greeting to Mary about her being favored. I just felt in my heart that someone listening might feel like, yeah, she's favored. She's blessed. God used her, but I'm not favored. I've never been lucky in my life. Your Elizabeth's story resonates more with you because she says that the Bible says that she was known as the barren woman. She never confessed conceived and in their day it was huge you get married because of seeds you know to to have kids you know uh, and so not having kids was a big thing uh, and a big stain on her reputation she she had a reputation of being barren and god wiped that away so you may feel like life has not been going well for you nothing is working out it's just crumbling all around you my desire is that you will seize hope today and believe that God hears your prayers and cry out to him, asking him to save you in that circumstance. And I pray that God will change your story from one of being barren and unlucky to favored. God wants to change your story to being a favored woman, a favored man. Whatever it is, 
no matter what you're going through, if it is addiction and it's destroying your home, destroying your family, God wants to bring salvation in that place and bring his favor to you and your family and change your story from one of despair to one of grace and favor. And honestly, I didn't plan to say any of these today, but I knew when I wanted to record this episode that God just wants to reach out to someone today and visit them as he visited Zechariah and Elizabeth, who had been waiting for decades for that, and visited a young girl called Mary, who had no clue, no matter where you you fall on that spectrum, God wants to visit you today and remind you in the spirit of Christmas that he's still the same God. He's still the same amazing big God who sends his angels to, with great messages, who intervenes where it is biologically impossible and who's able to bring healing, who's able to bring salvation to your souls and to your circumstances. So I encourage you all with these words and have a blessed Christmas. And like I said before, may you be filled with hope this Christmas and a realization that you still serve the same God that did it then, is able to do more than you can ever ask or imagine in our day today. Have a blessed Christmas, everyone. Cheers. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. We hope you were blessed and are refreshed as you listened. If you're considering supporting Mountain Springs Church in any way by giving, prayers, or being a part of our launch team, please contact us at info at mountainspringschurch.ca or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at mountainspringschurchca. Thank you for listening today and God bless you.